we'll do chapter 23 from the guru charitra brahma rakshas attains liberation by guru's grace this chapter describes gurunath settling down at gangapur mat at the request of the king of that place gurunath blesses a brahma rakshasa and restores it to human form and grants him sadgati siddhamuni correct continued the narrative as the news of gurunath's miracle of taking the decrepit and dry buffalo yield plenty of milk and making it wet again and thus relieving the poverty of the brahmin spread people started flocking to the brahmin's house to see the buffalo especially when it was being milked either to shri narsimha saraswati was remaining almost incognito at amraja sangam not revealing himself to many how long can the light hide itself under the bushel the news about the divine sage spread all around the king also came to the sangam to pay his respects and obeisances to sri narsimha saraswati seeing gurunath the king realized that this was none else but the supreme divinity the supreme being which the vedas tried their utmost to discover but could not succeed at all and for those for whose vision that is darshan all the gods angels and the sages do the severest penances and austerities he is the omniscient omnipotent and the omnipresent being who is the creator the sustainer and the destroyer of the universe and the abode of all wisdom auspiciousness and the divine virtues he realized how blessed he his kingdom and his people that the intangible infinite and the supreme being was chosen to appear before them in a visible and an embodied form the king fell at his feet and prayed that he should continue to stay in the kingdom only and should not leave the place and forsake them he begged him to step into his palace and sanctify it shri narsimha saraswati felt that the time had now come for him to come out of the secluded life and to reveal himself freely to all and to carry out his divine mission in wider and fuller measure he was also touched by the devotion of the king and felt that gangapur with the holy sangam in his vicinity is the merited place for his stay for carrying out his mission he gave his consent to the king telling him that he would accede his prayer and would say stay at gangapur the king was overwhelmed with joy at this and realized how blessed he and his people were narsimha saraswati accompanied the king from sangam to gangapur he was received in the palace in all grandeur all the people came out to welcome him throwing and offering flowers at his feet and waving light and doing aarti there was one big house in the palace ground which was vacant and unoccupied there was the ashwastha ashwatha tree by the side of the house it was spacious but it was believed to be a haunted house a place haunted by the brahma rakshasa and hence was not considered by the king to be apt place for sinarsimha saraswati to reside but sinarsimha saraswati said that the place would suit him as soon as he entered the house the brahma rakshas came out in a fury with the object of assailing the intruder but seeing shri narsimha saraswati the brahma rakshasa realized that it was no intruder but the redeemer who has come to bless all and him too he fell prostrate at gurunath's feet begging to be forgiven for all the sins and to be saved by his grace shri narsimha saraswati in great compassion told the brahma rakshasa that he has already been blessed by him that he should go to the bhima amraja sangam and bathe in the holy waters of the confluence there 
and all his sins would be expiated and for all and he would be released from birth also forever the king built a mat at gangapur at the place for the divine guest to stay early morning gurunath used to leave the mat for the sangam which was a couple of miles away from the mat he used to have his bath there and perform religious rites and then return to the mat by midday the king used to come every day by noon to the sage's darshan and offering him his worship the name and fame of shrinarsimha saraswati and the divine miracles spread by far and wide and thousands of devotees used to pour in for gurunath's darshan for redress of the afflictions of their body mind and spirit thus ends the 23rd chapter of shri guru charitra describing brahma rakshasa mukta karanam glory to the all merciful the omnipresent and the ever responsive gurunath yesterday we were doing this portion about how there are different kinds of ghosts and creatures who occupy the different different spaces in our world it so happens that even in case of narsimha saraswati he also had to face a similar situation so when he went to this empty house in that empty house he found that there is already a living entity see these divinities or these kind of brahma rakshasas or for that matter ghosts or some such type of creatures they are already occupying the place so according to them they are the occupants of that place they own the place now any new person coming over there is an intruder to them and because of which the person being an intruder they do not like such kind of an intrusion because it is like this if if you have a house and some other person from outside comes and occupies it what happens to you you think it's an intrusion we do not welcome those kind of people so we feel that they are imposing they are coming and staying in our house so in the same way what happens is the brahma rakshasa was already in that particular place now brahma rakshasa who is a brahma rakshasa somebody who has done a go hatya somebody who has done say uh, you know uh, something bad to the guru it could be a various kinds been of cursed, right? yes who's been cursed so the guru has been said some things and the guru has cursed it could be something like that so this kind of a brahma rakshasa brahma rakshasa is a person who can harm any person if need be so what does so the moment the guru enters into the picture the brahma rakshasa recognizes it it is important that that particular entity which is there in that place recognizes the powers that are see many a times you will find that places are occupied by certain creatures certain beings now they need to be given their solace they need to be given their place and position first and foremost it's like yesterday padma also wrote cohabitation yes you have to cohabit with these people as well and there are no options they are like members of your family so first and foremost you have to calm them down calming them down is very very important because see if they can they can harm you in in most of the circumstances you know when they are not conducive to you they can harm you but once they become friends with you they will be taking care of your house they will be taking care of that surrounding they are literally like guards over there so they won't allow any other person to throw an evil eye you understand they will not allow them to uh, cast a spell you know those kind of things which happen in this world 
and they become friends they are not going to disturb you they are not going to trouble you anywhere so no trouble no disturbance nothing 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 they just want you should leave them to their devices and they will leave to your devices <coughs> so you live in your world they live in their world there is nothing like they will scare you or anything like that they don't do anything like that it is understand it is when they feel that you are imposing on them that you are telling them that you have to get out from their house you know that is a time they can get very angry and they can throw a lot of tantrums just like a normal human being so when the guru enters that picture ah when they feel threatened of course when they feel threatened that they are going to lose that place of theirs but what happens now when a divine being enters into the picture when the divine being enters into the picture they come out to welcome him and what they do is they ask for pardon because they want to get released from that place they have been stuck up in that location for many 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 years now they want a release so what happens is when the divine being comes over there they ask for pardon they ask for his grace and then they get released after that they will never be seen in that location ever again so this is exactly what happened to this brahma rakshasa so now thereafter what happened was the sage was given a location to stay now normally the sage is how do they do they perform different different kinds of rites and rituals and so on and so forth they need uh, now like over here there was a sangam there was a river where they were he would go and bathe now normally this kind of places are yeah normally this kind of places are there which the sages inhabit so they have to find a location which is very very conducive to them conducive to them in the sense uh, like say for example the place has already been used by the previous munis and rishis and you know sages and and beings which are of the higher order so such type of places which are purified the atmosphere is cool and perfect and right for them they will go and occupy such kind of places and that is the reason why we have to allow them to cohabit in such type of places and that is what the king has given nasima saraswati that particular place in where it though it was far away from the amraja singam the sangam so now we will do chapter 24 shri narsimha saraswati's vishwarup darshan this chapter describes gurunath vouchsafing vishwarup darshan to trivikram bharati trivikram bharati is taken to the very threshold of jnana and is able to get a glimpse of the all pervading divinity once he is the self in all and all in the self is the state of jnana Siddhamuni continued his narrative of the leelas of Gurunath which an enraptured namdharak was listening to at Kumasmi at Kumasi village which is not far away from Gangapur there lived an ascetic named Trivikram Bharati he was well versed in all the scriptures and was an up- up- upasaka of the lord Sri Narasimha upasaka of the lord Sri Narasimha the fourth among the 10 avatars of lord Vishnu he was doing severe austerities to win the grace of the lord trivikram bharati heard of 
Sri Narasimha Saraswati and how all were flocking to him for his darshan. He heard also that the king himself walked barefooted. Along with all his royal retinue attending upon Sri Narasimha Saraswati while the latter was being born in a royal palanquin in all pompous splendor and to the accompaniment of music and plays of drums, bugles, etc. It is said to be an everyday regal procession for Narasimha Saraswati as he proceeded every morning to the Sangam for his bath and while he returned to the mat at Gangapur from the Sangam after his worship, that is Anushtan, was over. Three Vikram Bharti did not feel it proper at all for an ascetic to be living in such form. He thought that all this was certainly not befitting a true and a genuine sannyasi, and Narasimha Saraswati must have beguiled the king to hypnotism or some other dubious means. He began speaking derogatorily about Gurunath. So, actually, what had happened was. Every day the palanquin used to come, would pick up the Narsema Saraswati from his mat and take him towards Amraja Sangam and there he would have his bath and the king was walking on the path. Hello? And the king would walk along the path. Are we on? We are on? Okay, I think there was some problem with the net, I think, don't know. So, he would walk along the path, the king would walk barefooted. Now, when such type of great pomp and splendor is done for... Are we there again? I don't know what is happening. Uh, Is the net dropping? Mine is staying on perfectly. I don't know why you are not getting that. I will have to check. The thing is lying. I don't know what is the problem. So, I don't have... I'll ask him to check. Yeah. I'll ask him to check. So, anyway, uh, can you hear me? Okay. So, what happened was, because Gurunath, he was going in a palanquin and the king was walking. So, naturally, this person who, who was also a very great exponent of Vedanta and all, he thought that the king was hypnotized by this person. So, because normally in the spiritual world, the uh, sages are not supposed to have what is called as, uh, you know, to have pomp and glory and to be, you know, treated like a king. And that is the reason why it was always considered as derogatory. So, he was very much he was began speaking derogatorily about Gurunath. Whatever be the happening anywhere, whatever be the thoughts passing in anybody's mind, howsoever far away the person be, nothing ever escapes the notice of the omniscient and the omnipresent Gurunath. How can anything escape? His notice when he indeed is the inner residence, that is the Antaryami. In the, <coughs> in the hearts of all beings, and the witness of all happenings. He pitied Trivikram Bharti for the wrong and the erroneous notions he was holding and wanted to correct himself him and teach, and teach him the truth. He was himself like the lotus which 
though resting in water yet remains unwetted by it the world paraphernalia etc around him had least attractions for him he just let his devotees to have their way just for their joy pleasure and satisfaction in his true nature he was the supreme renunciate lord shiva himself he wanted to reveal his true nature to trivikram bharati now what happened is trivikram bharati was continuously talking derogatory about the sage because he was talking like this it never it went noticed by the sage the sage noticed it and said that it is important that this person learns that there is no such type of a thing like a hypnotism or anything that he is trying you know the king was hypnotized actually what the sage was doing was very normal in this spiritual world there is nothing like pomp and glory and you know somebody praising him or somebody saying something names to him both are same to the sage the sages do not bother about somebody praising him or somebody saying something bad it's important that you need to have the equanimity of mind and that is the reason why he thought that it is important that trivikram bharati should be given a sort of a explanation gurunath sat on the palanquin with the usual pomp and paraphernalia towards this komasi village the king arranged for the cavalry caprisoned elephants horses etc to head the procession it looked like as if the emperor was going on his digvijay yatra trivikram bharati that morning also as usual became began manasik puja of his ishta devata lord sri narsimha trivikram bharati that morning also as usual began manasik puja to his ishta devata lord sri narsimha but strangely despite his best efforts he was unable to concentrate on the lord's form he was an adept yogi and every day his mind used to get instantly fixed on the lord's form in the chamber of the heart no sooner that he seated himself in meditation he was feeling worried as to what was happening to him are we back i are we there okay fine so he was an adept yogi okay no sooner that he seated himself in the meditation he was feeling worried as to what was happening to him that day and why all along his long number of years of practice of yoga was failing him suddenly he prayed to lord narsimha to forgive him for any lapse he has committed knowingly or unknowingly as he started his prayer thus low in his heart he began seeing the form of lord narsimha saraswati in place of lord narsimha who was shining in the same splendor as the latter the vision and the experience was vivid and remained persisting however much he tried to draw his mind away from it manasik puja this is a term which was used over here manasik the one which is done by man basically what happens is we do multiple types of pujas in our world okay sometimes you will find that people they do loud pujas in the temples and all you know they go they show, show the pancharati and the puja is done in a very large uh, you know music and sounds and drums and this and that whereas the manasik puja is normally done inside our being that means a person does prayers in the heart itself andar hi andar hmm? so there are no words coming out from the from the mouth a person is doing is sitting quietly over there and he is peacefully performing the same rituals that are performed in the normal course of the life outside to the one inside 
here the pancharati that is there is happening to the five elements so it is knowingly we are they are offering the five uh, you know in many i don't know whether you have noticed how these people behave at that point in time those who are doing the manasik puja okay you if you actually look at them when they are performing i mean you don't have to actually you know okay now i'm going to see you because you're doing manasik puja don't do that just observe them very quietly from far and you will find that they perform certain types of actions you will find that basically they the five and the five hand you know this these two hands are coming together comprising of the two universes coming together basically the spiritual and the material universe now you will find that they will perform actions like this you know when they are doing these kind of actions they are actually performing a sort of an aarti which is the five elements are these five digits of our fingers the right digits of our fingers are the five elements which is like a pancharati you know like you can perform them when you are performing this is basically a sort of a pancharati it's a representation it's a representation you will find that various actions when you see these people they will perform a certain type of action these actions you need to observe then you will understand what they are doing they are performing various kinds of pujas or rituals with without the physical object in place okay here pancharati means you take the the aarti with the five diyas in it and do it no you will find that there is no physical object there but they are doing something with their hand their eyes you know different kinds of actions those actions you need to note and you will find that they do this kind of offerings to the divine so you will find that over here trivikram bharati was offering this prayer to his ishta ishta means what what is the meaning of this yes ishta what is the meaning of ishta yeah the one whom you are directly connected to see your direct connection is with your kula devata because of the kula kula you know which kula you come from that kula is having a devata a god connected to that if you don't know then you have to go and ask your grandfather or your grandfathers or maybe your mother and all and maybe they will be able to tell you in my uh, this thing then there is a gaon devi gaon devi means every village has one devi she is in charge of that devi and devatas are there by the way so every devi is there so in my world um, my mother will tell you that in my village in the village that we came from there is a devi called lukalamma <laughs> her name is lukalamma and she is there she is in charge of that particular village and uh, that is in in uh, district of kagenada kagenada is there there this devi is there called lukalamma she is the gaon devi so we have to go and pray to her all right we have our guru or ishta also so like that we have various kinds of people that we pray to so here when you are praying to your ishta the god whom we are directly connected to so you will find that trivikram bharati his ishta was narsimha dev 
Narasimhadev is the avatar of Vishnu, that ferocious avatar, you know. We don't play pray to the ferocious avatar, we pray to the avatar which is milder in nature. So it is Lakshmas, Lakshmi, you know, Lakshmi and Narasimha both together. So it's Lakshmi Narasimha as we call him. So what happened is when he was praying, normally the focus is there on that. But when you are not in focus, when everything is diffused, you don't even know what you are doing. At that point in time, suddenly what happened? Narsimha Saraswati's image appeared in place of Narsimha Avatar. That is Avatar of Vishnu. At that juncture, Sri Narsimha Saraswati's procession reached near the place. Lo, what a unique wonder. It appeared before Tri Vikram Bharti that every one of the retinue, without exception, was shining in divine splendor. The vision was spreading even beyond the horizon. Lo, Whatever he glanced, wherever he glanced, it was all married forms of Narasimha Saraswati alone. Trivikram Bharti <coughs> was overwhelmed with wonder. He fell prostrate at the ground and started praying to Sri Narasimha Saraswati to forgive him for all the impertinent and the ignorant prattle before, not knowing that he, Sri Narasimha Saraswati, was none but the Supreme Lord who had come on earth. He prayed to be accepted as his disciple and be blessed. Now, how does this appear? You will find that the form is one. The form that appears in your heart is one. The extension of the form can be visualized all over the place. So, as if it's an endless form. Now, this this thing, uh, there are two things what I will do is once I will finish then I will come to that form how it is visualized let me give you that answer alright first let me continue and finish this off as he prayed thus Srinasimha Saraswati withdrew the Vishwarup vision and three Vikram Bharati could now see things in the normal way he ran to the palanquin and fell prostrate at the feet of Gurunath, pouring out his newborn devotion to him. In adulation, you are Lord Narsimha, and you are Trivikrama and Vamana, you are Brahma, Vishnu and Maheshwara. You are all, forgive me for my ignorance and the ego. And light up the flame of wisdom in me, he prayed. Sri Narsimha Saraswati drew him near and said, Spiritual aspirants should rid themselves of all ego and be free from malice towards others. They should try to see the same Atma, Spirit, as inherent in all. They should abstain from reviling others. Sarva Jiva Tirakshanam Ishwaram Prati Gachanti If you slander anyone, it is tantamount to slandering God Himself. The same Supreme Spirit is embodied in it, in all. Try to see the Divine in all. Fill your heart with love. Gurunath gave such and more advice and instructions. Trivikram Bharti became a staunch disciple of devotee of Gurunath, hence onwards. Thus ends the 24th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra, describing the Guru's Vishwarup Darshan to Trivikram Bharti. With this chapter ends the Jnana Yoga section of the Guru Charitra. Glory to all merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Guru Nath. So the last part of this chapter has a very significant meaning. Now let me go back and 
what happened over there or when the person trivikram bharti was sitting in meditation on narsimha that is lakshmi narsimha form what happened at that point in time is he found narsimha saraswati seen instead of narsimha lord narsimha then what happened was every person in the retinue over there seemed like an extension of the lord now this particular form is for the gnanis the gnanis they see this kind of a form if you see the bhagavad gita the form of vishwarup that was shown to arjuna was when gnan yoga was being imparted to him the aspect was i am everything so you see my form so i extend my form in every person every living thing in this universe yes the virat swarup is a physical manifestation of the same form in its you know good form or the vikral swarup vikral is that contorted or the distorted form the ferocious type of form he was praying to lord narsimha lord narsimha is an embodiment of you know that fearful form also understand this so for gnanis the form extension happens this is one part second part was explained in the last lines this is a line which is not meant for the gnanis this is a line meant for the devotees that is those who are on the bhakti mark so i will read the lines again see spiritual aspirants should read themselves of all ego and be free from malice towards others what do we do we have malice towards every person in the world we say this person is not good that person is good this one is like that that one is like that we keep on talking nonsense about other people we never have anything good about other people we always we know when we keep on criticizing and criticizing and criticizing at that point in time they should try to see the same atma or the spirit inherent in all now the reverse of this is happening the virat swarup is god is seen in everybody whereas the god is extending out now see what is happening for a devotee he has to see something completely reversed out how can you see only with an action called love understand this how does the love happen they should try to see the same atma inherent in all they should abstain from reviling others never talk anything bad about any devotee sir what is said every jiva that is there in this world is a part of me so god is there in every small jiva that exists so if you slander one it is tantamount to slandering god himself so if you are slandering that means if you say even any bad word against a devotee of the lord you are actually performing a very dangerous act you are calling god names in the bhakti mark in the devotional aspect 
what happens is you see the conducive form of god in every human being so the person in front of you appears conducive godly the same form is an extension in a different way as a conducive form in another in another in another in another it keeps on extending then it happens that once you see god in every individual form you will understand that we all form a part and parcel of the one entire entity called param atma the jiva is nothing but a portion of the atma and all atmas are one and the same so if one atma contains god the second atma also contains god the third also contains the same the fourth also contains the same did you see the difference between virat swarup and this the virat swarup is an extension of various various aspects that he takes up in this it is reversed out every aspect every individual is now just showing one only that is the conducive form of the divine full of love so the individual sees everything as a jivatma a jivatma a jivatma a jivatma everything is one so it becomes all the jivatmas there is nothing like a jivatma understand that all are jivas they all are nothing but a one big whole entity one big portion of one portion only of one thing that is called the paramatma so the person who is a devotee of the lord sees the lord in everything as one alone one piece only not two pieces you are also a part of that one piece got it so if you slander anyone it is stand amount to slandering god himself the same supreme spirit is embodied in all so did you understand these are the two differences that are there try to see the divine in all you have to try understand it is not easy is not easy if somebody is calling you name somebody is talking bullshit to you i don't think it is very easy to you know see god in that person you would rather murder that person you would rather throttle that person but no you need to see the goodness in every individual so fill your heart with love so the only word that spreads its wings in every small aspect is love 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 and love so gurunath gave this and different kinds of advices so i hope you understand that for a devotee of the divine he sees the divine in everything not as an extension of different different forms but as a single entity <laughs> no that is not called self realization self realization is a dis- different concept altogether self realization comes basically for a gnani not for a devotee a devotee doesn't want doesn't even want an iota of self realization he says it is nothing i can buy it in the market when i have krishna in my pocket i can buy it it comes along with it buy one get one free you know krishna with that realization also comes free so a devotee gets everything on its own by becoming a devotee of the lord whereas realized realization is a part and parcel of the jnana and the other aspects so realization is completely a different ball game all right so we shall end over here
So if you have any questions, you can 